I'm pumped. I have my shake. I have my burger. I step outside Shake Shack. I take not even three steps. I trip. I drop the shake. There's a lid on the cup. And I'm really hoping this lid is just going to save it. <sighs> nope. I'm going to keep saying it. Pay your fucking dues. It's the name of the goddamn podcast. We've definitely paid our dues. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bros and hoes. My name is Ash Kennedy. And welcome back to another episode of Pay Your Dues. Shout out to all my loyal listeners, all you doers out there who listen to us week in and week out. I just want to let you know that we do appreciate you and want to work as hard as we can to make some perfect content week in and week out. So also make sure to hit that subscribe button if you are new here. And whether you're a current doer or a new doer, always remember to also pay your own dues by subscribing to the OnlyFans for exclusive access to that visual podcast. That is OnlyFans.com slash payyourdues. The link is in the description. Bros, like it, it is actually very crucial that you should subscribe. Highly consider subscribing to the OnlyFans for the exclusive access to the podcast because the last few episodes of the podcast, we've actually uploaded a day early onto the OnlyFans. So if you're a hardcore doer and you want to make sure to pay your own dues and to get access to that visual just, just a little bit sooner than, than when you're listening to it on whatever platform you're on, you know where to go, OnlyFans.com slash Pay your dues. But dudes, even though whether you're listening or if you're watching, we do got a lot of content to talk about this week because it has been a very eventful weekend, a very special weekend that has been going on recently. So in the last podcast uh, that I did just last week, um, last weekend, that was the weekend in, uh, weekest of, weekend of August 6th, I believe. I, I don't know. My dates are off. My time is off. Right now, it's Tuesday, August 16th as we're uploading this. Uh, I had a couple of friends visit. We went to a weekend concert down in Miami. And those two friends that visited were the two friends that we recorded the very first episode of Pay Your Dues With. So make sure to go back and listen to that one, the the return of the episode one, boys, as it's called, the one from last week. I, I don't believe that we had talked about it on um, this last podcast, but basically... This was a trip that was planned last minute, and my one friend who lives in New York City, uh, when we were out in West Palm Beach late that Friday night, the night before the concert, he let me know that we were having some uh, celebratory events going on in New York City uh, this this weekend right here that we're coming off of, and I said, say no more, I'm booking, he's like, well, I mean, if you're going to visit, it's going to be more cheaper if you wait a few weeks out. And I was like, Hey, you said you got stuff going on next week. All right, let's do it. I pulled up the reservation thing on my phone and I paid for my round trip from Miami to New York city, back to Miami for this weekend. So planned it last minute. We made it. And the funny thing is, is that we actually, I did this at the club. We were, we both had drinks in our hands as we're booking it. And I was like, no man, I got you. It's gonna, it's gonna be a good time. We'll work it out. And I booked the entire trip with Chase Ultimate Rewards Points. So the reason why I'm even bringing this up is because that goes way back to the very first episode of Pay Your Dues when when I had them both on here. They were actually, at that time, roasting me for having the Chase Sapphire Reserve, paying that $550 annual fee for, for a credit card. And I was trying to justify it to them about why it's worth it, but they just weren't understanding it. And as he watched me book for that book that trip... 
all expenses paid with with points that I wouldn't have to shell out any cash for. He was even saying, okay, maybe I need to get one. So so there you have it. Just uh, if, if you're a frequent frequent flyer or a traveler, just a travel credit card is highly recommended. We're not sponsored by Chase or Amex. It would be nice to be, but no, we're working on it. Highly recommend it. Chase Sapphire Reserve, hey, hey, I highly recommend it from here at Pay Your Dues. And no, but another recent thing is that he was celebrating his events in New York for his birthday, even though technically his birthday was that night when we were out in in West Palm. That was a night that went to 4 a.m. I think we talked about in the last podcast about how I got two hours of sleep before going to the airport to pick up our other friend. It was it was very eventful. It was rough. It was it was a bender. And then this week in, in, in New York, it was another bender back to back days, just absolute insanity, which that's exactly what we're going to be talking about here is that my improv trip to the big city, the, the New York City. This is so this actually was not my first time in New York City. My first time was actually back in I think it was February or January earlier this year. And it was freezing cold then. There was actually a snowstorm that came through the day I arrived and it ended the day I left. So I brought the bad weather with me up from Maryland at that point in time. Took the Amtrak that time though, uh, not a plane. And so there was some stuff that we experienced back then. We got to see a show on Broadway, The Music Man. Shout out Hugh Jackman. That was absolutely incredible. I, I'm not a big theater person, but the Broadway show was cool. They they know what they're doing. They they take that shit seriously. They go hard, okay? Broadway, hey, I'm not a, not a theater nerd, but highly recommend checking out one of those at least once in your life. Put it on the bucket list if you have not. But there were some other sites that I didn't get to see, so I wanted to make sure to see them again. And I also wanted to see the city when it was warm out. I mean, I've heard that when it's warm out, it kind of smells bad because not, everything's not frozen, which, hey, a little bit, but whatever. It, it was a different experience going there during the summer than it was during the winter. So, I mean, the first thing that I had to do was that because I was going to the, uh, flying out of Miami, you had to get down to the airport. Uh, so that airport actually is west of 95, the Airport in Fort Lauderdale that I'm way more familiar with is east of 95, quite a bit easier to get to, actually, uh, from where I'm located at. Otherwise, the Miami one is deep, deep down there, and then you got to go west. And I honestly had no idea as well that the Miami airport is significantly bigger than the airport in Fort Lauderdale. That's something else that I knew learned this weekend as well because I was I was pushing it for time. I was leaving to get down there about two hours before my flight left, maybe no, actually hour 45, and it's going to take me about an hour to get down there, so we're, we're pushing it. I get to the airport. There's two big parking garages in the middle of it, so the whole airport's like one big U-shape oh, with the terminals starting. They go all the way around. I mean, the Fort Lauderdale one's like that too, but there's only four terminals Whereas the Miami one has, I think, like six of them. And they're way more spread out. There's a train that goes between them because they're really big. Fort Lauderdale, it's all walking distance. <laughs> so I, I get in there and the parking ramps are loaded to the brim. Like I had to go through one ramp, couldn't find parking. Drove over to the other one. By the miracle of God, was able to find a parking space right near the stairs to be able to walk down and then go into the airport. And then I probably should have done my research beforehand as well to know which terminal I was going to 
in order to get to my flight booking because I didn't look that up. So I was walking in there completely blind. I literally just picked a random direction and started walking in it. And I just know that, all right, so I'm going to walk in here, go one direction. And it's probably a 50% chance I run into the airline I'm looking for. 50% chance that I'm wrong. And based on how much I'm cutting it for time right now, if I'm wrong with that 50% chance, there's also a good chance I'm missing the flight or I'm going to be walking in there as they're closing the gate. So listen to this. I walk in these doors, just these random doors that I was for some reason walking towards in a ring for out of completely randomness. There was nobody else walking towards these doors. Okay. I'm just walking in a way trying to get inside. It actually was hot too, because you know, Florida weather in the summer. And I walked in through the doors. They slid open. I look up. There it is. Jet blue. What are the actual odds of that? Me walking just in the random direction, going through a random door. And then I just find the airline that I'm flying on, the prestigious airline, JetBlue. That right there, folks, is, is proof of God's existence. Like he, he deep down knew that he wanted me to make that flight to New York because he, he had a plan in mind, all right? God's plan, like Drake says. And this was my first time actually flying JetBlue. I, I'm going to be honest, I have not heard the best things about JetBlue, so I had some pretty low expectations. And I'm going to say, I think JetBlue is underrated. <laughs> not trying for it to be a hot take, but I thought that JetBlue was actually a very pleasurable flying experience. I know that it's known as one of the worst airlines, but here's one thing that they did that no other airline I've ever been on has done. They had free unlimited Wi-Fi. So normally you get on the plane, they might have like a basic Wi-Fi option where you can maybe listen to music or maybe you can text, uh, use like iMessage or just do like very basic things, but you can't have everything. Like this, I had everything. I had my work computer with me. I had my work phone with me. I'm making, I'm texting. I wasn't making phone calls, but I'm texting. I'm getting work done. I'm receiving emails. Everything's working. No extra cost. That is complete shout out JetBlue for that. And then they also had endless entertainment options when you're on the plane as well. Most airlines don't even have the screen in front of you. These had a screen in front of every single seat. I watched Days and Confused while going down there and some college football replays as well. Like you would imagine at the point that we are now that every airline would be having that entertainment at every single seat. But yet it is so few that actually do it. I mean, I understand I'm flying not to watch TV. I'm flying because I want to get somewhere. But still, when you're on the plane and you have that, those options, it just helps with the experience and then having the Wi-Fi. And then, I mean, the flight getting there, very smooth flight as well. Maybe the weather was nice. I will give it that. But I've had way worse flights. There was actually one flight that I was talking about when I went to Iowa back at the beginning of July. And my flight back from Atlanta, I thought I was going to die. And that was with Delta. So maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was Delta. I don't know, but JetBlue was was much more smooth than that. And honestly, that one way there, no complaints. I enjoyed the experience. So, and but I have say, uh, apparently, um, JetBlue is not good about if like a flight gets delayed and you have to lay over. You're not going to get your hotel paid for. You might get like a reimbursement credit, 
to use moving forward, but I have heard that. So I will say that for a direct flight one way, maybe even a round trip direct flight, it definitely should be considered uh, to, to go with JetBlue. Another reason why I enjoyed it as well, I mean, another good reason about the discount airlines, so that's like Frontier, Spirit, and JetBlue, them being the discount airlines, they cost extra money per bag, per carry-on, and per checked bag. So, literally, most people there on the plane only have a single personal item that's like their backpack, and that's it. So, instead of literally every person fucking around, getting their luggage out of the overhead bins, or checking their bags and having them get in your way, people just get their one backpack and get the fuck off the plane, which... No complaints about that, because that was one thing I talked about in my last podcast about when I flew as well. Ever since they removed the mask mandate for flying on planes, it seems like people can suddenly no longer hurry off the plane to go take the mask off or to go get away from other people. Now it's they're just like, oh, yeah, I can take my sweet ass time. You know, you see the you see the five foot flat girl struggling to get her bag out of the overhead bin. Nobody's incentivized to help her because. Um. They don't want to get off the plane that quick. Like, they're just kind of chilling. That, that was not a thing back back in the COVID era when the masks were required. Everybody was in a rush to get off the plane. And with the mask being gone, people are just chilling. All the all the NPCs are just have no initiative to, to get off the plane now. They're just relaxing. But as I said, highly recommend considering JetBlue if you're looking for a direct flight one way. It's cheaper. And if it's only for a weekend trip, you don't really need more than just your carry-on bag anyway. So why mess around with someplace that has to require you, or well, that gives you a carry-on when it's just going to slow down your flight? You got to wait for other people to get their carry-on bags out of the overhead bins and their bags get in your way and they got to roll them around. Nope. JetBlue. All the way, they got the entertainment. They got the Wi-Fi. Go with JetBlue. But so I'm not trying to go on a tangent too much right now about how I enjoyed JetBlue for the first time. But I got to New York City into JFK, uh, took a little air train into the city, met up with the boy, the birthday boy, the one who was here just a week ago. Just basically said, hey, what's up? Uh, Good to see you, man. The original plan was that when I showed up, we were going to get dinner, like a sit down dinner somewhere, somewhere nice as a, hey, we're about to have a good weekend. But we kind of were a little bit short on time because we had a ferry to catch because we were going over to Governor's Island for some reservations for drinks. But he decided to get like a, I think, a kebab, a little stand. And I was like, okay, well, Shake Shack's right around the corner because I've been here before. And so, and it's big in New York too. <laughs> and I said, I, I'm going to get some Shake Shack because that's just a, that's a New York thing. There's Shake Shack down here, but there's not many of them. There's Burger Fies down here in Florida, quite a few of them. But I've only seen like one Shake Shack. And it's usually very busy, so I never had the chance to, to go there quite yet. But Shake Shack's from New York, so New York is the place to get it. And so I got Shake Shack. I was so excited. I got a shake, a little cookies and cream shake with it, and then I got the bourbon bacon cheddar burger. It's one of those things that's been around for, I think, a few years, but it's one of those more known items from Shake Shack. So I'm pumped. I have my shake. I have my burger. I step outside Shake Shack. I take not even three steps. I trip. I drop the shake. There's a lid on the cup. And I'm really hoping that this lid is just going to save it. <sighs> nope. Sploosh, splash goes to shake. So my entire shake is gone. And I sadly ate the burger. The bacon, bourbon, cheddar burger from Shake Shack. The burger itself was gas, but 
<sighs> the shake would have just been that cherry on top to complete the meal and it just kind of kind of ruined my mood earlier in that night. I was disappointed because the shake was like five bucks. It's not the money I was concerned about. It was more so just the fact that I was going to enjoy that shake because I was able to lick the cup out and even what I licked out of it was uh, just straight fire. So I, I wanted that shake real bad. But no, that's not going to happen. Not tonight. Got to just, got to get past it. Got to gotta make it to the ferry. Got to go change real quick. So we get down to the, to the southern side of Manhattan in the financial district. And we take the ferry over to Governor's Island. I think this place over there was called Gitano. Uh, don't, no need to correct me if I'm wrong on that because I legitimately don't know. And frankly, I don't really care. But this Gitano place was a full-on vibe like you got the you got some tropical music playing got some palm trees it's all sandy all over the place and it just it doesn't feel like you're in new york and then you turn around and you see brooklyn manhattan jersey city the statue of liberty all from right there on governor's island so it it was a great view just being right there but it was one of those places a good place to go glad my friends found that place and showed me it because we we went up there uh, my friend and I met up with one of his friends who's he's been hanging out recently as well. Um, basically, good to meet him as well. Very, very crazy guy. Shout out to him. He, he knows who he is. Uh, made sure to tell him about the podcast this weekend in, in New York. So I'm sure he'll be listening to this. And so we show up to this place called Gitano. And we found, find out that my friend and his friend that we were meeting with, they made their reservation to this place literally only an hour before I showed up. So a um, little bit short notice, but we still got the reservation fine. They told me a story about how last time they came there, they had no reservation. They kind of finessed their way in. It's not like the place was packed full of people. I mean, I don't even know why reservations would be required there, but whatever, that's the way they want to operate. That's the way they want to operate. The way that they seated us was like in this big lane where it was pretty much like you have these one side, one half of a booth on each side with the walking lane going right down the middle. Then you have like these little circle tables that are stacked up next to each of the seats. So if you're going there it, with like a group of two, I, there were a lot of group of twos there. If you go there with a group of two, perfect amount of people, there's three of us. And so we're kind of screwed sitting there on one side. So we try to like pull out a little stool, sit in the middle, but then like it's just getting in the way of like the servers walking by. So it's just really not not a good setup for, for three people. And the friend who I just met um, right there, we were just chilling, getting to know each other, and he's actually a very outgoing person. There's a couple of girls sitting across from us. One of them is pretty cute, pretty good looking. The other one was, yeah, not really. But he was like, hey, I'm going to go walk up, try and uh, chat, chat, chat her up, chat her some game, and see what we can make of it. So he walks over there right across from us and just starts just starts working the magic. And turns out that uh, he's actually, they're down to start hanging out with us, down, down to play some games. So he's chatting her up. He, they invite us over. And, you know, we're friendly. So whether or not, like, she's attractive, we'll, we'll meet some new people. And while he tries to go ahead and slide on the, the one that's looking good. And the thing is that it is actually looking pretty good for him. Like, they're they're getting touchy. They're enjoying drinks together. They're laughing. And so we actually convinced the two of them to, to go out with us that same night as well. So we take the ferry back from Governor's Island back into Manhattan. 
And so, and we were talking about going to this one bar that my friends knew about. And we were saying, oh, the, the subway is the best way to get there because it's cheap and it's relatively quick. The not attractive friend was so against taking the subway. She already said that she hates people from Manhattan because Manhattan's full of people that aren't from New York. I mean, she's not wrong about that, but she said she lived her entire life, I think, in Brooklyn. And then she said that she hates the subway. And it's like, how can you hate the subway if you're from the city? And she's like, well, I don't like rodents. I mean, there are rats in the subway, but it's not like there's they're swarming the place. Like you just see a few here and there. I only saw one this entire weekend that I was there. It's like it like they're down there, but it's not even a bad thing. She but she's just terrified of rodents completely. She said she's never taken the subway. And that, I don't understand how that can be the case because the subway, it's the most efficient way of transportation. Like New York has easily one of the best public transportation systems in all of America. I mean, I know that there's some cities that might be better for public transportation, but there's no way New York's not one of the best for it because you can literally pay $2, get on the subway and go anywhere in the city. You can go uptown, downtown, cross town, any across the boroughs. They go under the rivers between each of the cities. It is stupid efficient. And she wanted to take an Uber that was going to cost $50 and get us there in the same amount of time as it would to just pay $2 and take the subway. Eventually though, she was obliged kind I don't want to say pressured into it but everybody was very everybody else was fine with taking the subway so she was like okay it's fine I'll I'll do it maybe maybe call it peer pressure I don't know I wasn't trying to make her do it uncomfortable but I think she just needed to get convinced into doing it and she just said that as there's any rats that we see we just have to kick them away before they ran, run up on us so we get to this one bar in the lower east side of Manhattan where we're at this place is called La Caverna, La Caverna, La Caverna, and it's a very popping venue, heard good, heard a lot of good things about it, a lot of young crowds there, uh, it's a very up and coming place, uh, just a full on popping venue, and as we're out there, there is a line that looks like it's about 30 yards long, but our, our friends do say that apparently it moves relatively, relatively fast, and so the same Friend, the unattractive one who is was against taking the subway, was against being in Manhattan. She says, I don't wait in lines. Like, what, she used to go to dead bars all the time? She's like, oh, I'm not going to wait in lines. But then both friends all of a sudden were just, they came here with us and they're like, okay, might as well. And then my two friends that I'm with, they say they come here all the time and say that it's going to take less than 10 minutes to, to get through it. The line moves quick. So again, she obliges you know, waiting in line takes probably 20 minutes. So a little bit longer than what expect what was expected. But we get in there. And this actually is a pretty cool venue indeed. I mean, the aesthetic of it, like the name La Caverna, I assume that means like the cavern. It's like you're in a cave, like the rocks are, the, the walls are rocks. They're, they have like little pillars that are like the rock carved out. I don't know how to describe it. Rock pillars. And it's like the the walls are round and they have like paintings on them, like hieroglyphics and stuff. It's, it, it is a cool place, but the lighting in there is just like really dim. You can tell that like the, it's, it's a young crowd in there. It's a bunch of people that you like to be around if you're in your twenties, 
but the lighting in there is just a little bit kind of dim. So it's not that great. And the lighting fucks with you. Like you literally have no idea how much you're drinking or how hammered you're getting. Because even my friend talked about it when I was showing up was that because of his birthday celebration being on Saturday, we were expecting that Friday was going to be a chill night. And that just ended up not being the case. Because, you know, as you could have expected coming from a mile away, the two girls that we were with, the one that was just kind of anti-everything that night, she made her friend leave with her. So, and of course, the the friend that I was with, the, the guy, he did not go with them. Or at least I don't think he, I don't think the friend allowed him to go with them. So, the thing is, I didn't even notice when the two of them left because, as I said, me, my other friend, we just completely got on it when we came in here and we had no idea how much we were drinking because of the lighting. You can't even like see how much it's messing up with you. And the thing is that he also did leave as well and I didn't even notice. He told us the next day that he took a subway and he passed out on the subway and actually woke up deep in Queens. So if you don't know much about New York, like this this place that I'm talking about, we're on the lower east side of Manhattan. Queens is north and east of Manhattan. That's past Brooklyn, I'm pretty sure, as well. So he's he's far out there. He That's just we're stupid far away. So you know that he was slumped on that subway for a minute. But my other friend and I, we were out at this cavern place till almost 4 a.m. And when we left... I thought we were going to have to get an Uber or take the subway or something. He just starts walking in a random direction. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I can't let him just go off there. Maybe he knows what he's doing. So I just followed him. And 15 minutes later, you know, after just taking like some twists, turns, and detours, we just walk up to his front door. And I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, my God, like this, this is crazy. You know New York so well and you're not even sober. I mean, New York was super confusing for me but I mean he's lived there for a year so he's familiar at least with the area of town that that he lives in but it's just wow super super small small city I mean like small area and like the streets are small but it's it's a big city and I just I thought we were going to get lost in it but no he knew exactly where we were going that was I expected a much longer walk as well just because I, I get lost way too easily that in that place and then the next day, one of the things that I wanted to see the first time I visited New York that I didn't get the chance to was Central Park. So we went through Central Park and man, Central Park is cool. It's like you have this massive city and then in Central Park, you just have this little nature area and then you can see like the buildings in the background and Central Park is massive as well. And there's a bunch of vendors in the park so you can like get some food, get, get some get some a nice uh, refreshing cold drink, get some ice cream. Or even just like look at different artwork that people are making. But I think that Central Park is one of those places that just brings out the fact that New York probably has the most NPCs than any other city in the United States. So the NPCs that are in in, in New York, our Central Park that we're talking about, you got these street performers that are just doing the absolute most. Like there was one guy who was playing a drum set, but because like at the music that he had playing... It sounded like it was an entire band playing. Then we walked around this big rock and we saw him performing. And it was just one guy. It was insane, but come on, there's no way that like a normal person can do that. Like you have to be in you have to be an NPC that's just like uncontrollable. You're just you you have to just be like that guy, one one of those guys. 
to be able to do that. And then just the amount of slow walkers you have, like people aren't even talking. They're just existing to get in your way, to be a tourist, to just, ah, just, to, just to piss you off, man. Like a, the park was nice, but just, ah, it's just too many people in there. It's like a little, it feels like you're not in the city, but there's a lot of people in there. That so it makes you, reminds you that you're in the city. So it's just like a little part that's just like not there. But man, if it was not full of people, I would have enjoyed it much more. And so there wasn't really a whole lot else that we did during the day. On the way back to my friend's place, uh, we were going to change before heading out to uh, dinner. I decided to get another Shake Shack shake. Gladly this time, I didn't drop it. I was actually able to finish it and enjoy it. So this was happening, and I knew that this night was off to a great start. Wonderful start. So then what we do is we go out to get some Korean barbecue. We meet up with the one friend from the night before. That's This is when he explains to us about his subway incident the night before, about how he got on the wrong train and went deep into Queens, was passed out for a fat minute. And we also meet up with some other guys as well uh, that we we're running into. All these guys are new to me, had not met any of them prior. But, you know... We, we go to the Korean barbecue place, absolute fire. They cooked it right in front of you. They cooked it right on the grill, right there in the middle of your table. It's all fresh. It's all fire. If you love meat, highly recommend Korean barbecue. Plenty of places do eat Korean barbecue in New York. I don't even know the place that we went to, but it was like five levels high. We went up to the fifth floor, and the entire time that we were getting Korean barbecue, this entire time, we're just pounding soju the entire time. So in case you, you don't know what soju is, Soju has to be the probably the most underrated alcohol of all time. So you think about sake. Sake is like a uh, a rice wine. So it's a bit more it's a bit more not strong. Whereas soju is a little bit stronger, but the flavor is also a lot stronger in soju as well. Because the thing is that the soju stuff it tastes like you're drinking fruit juice, except it's twelve percent. Whereas like I think sake is like seven, eight percent, similar to like wine is. I mean, wines don't even show the percentages on them normally, but sake is under 10%, I believe, pretty sure. Could be wrong about that. So like we're just drinking the soju. We're just getting fucked up eating this Korean barbecue, just obliterating it. it it's it's a, it's a going to be a good night. That's what we know. We go back to my friend's place uh, where I'm staying at. We hit a solid pregame. I mean, I, I almost, I can't get into too much detail of it, but you know what what I mean when I say that it, it's a good pregame. It, it's not a it's a pregame where we didn't wish that we did anything left. We, that we there wasn't anything we wish we would have done again. There wasn't anything left unsaid. There wasn't any activity we undid. Maybe we left a little late, but no, all of us got on it pretty well. We all enjoyed the conversations, enjoyed the music, enjoyed the games that we played. It was a complete pregame. And then this club that we were heading to in New York. Another very popping venue, very popular place. If you've ever been to New York, it's called Slate. This club there, another, as I said, popping venue full of young people. You know, they got dance floors upstairs and downstairs. They got ping pong. They got pool. They got all the games in there as well. And this place also is known that they have a slide that goes from upstairs to downstairs. So of course, as being my first time at Slate, I had to take the slide. You know, you got to do that at least once when you go there. And of course, I took a Snapchat while going down as well. You know, typical basic bitch. And as we were at Slate on the dance floor, there was this 
blonde girl standing group a group away from us, like within ten feet, not super close, but not far away. That she was looking pretty good actually, and then like she kind of turned a little bit, not like directly at me, but she turned a little bit that I could see her face more, and I was thinking, wait a second, she actually looks really familiar. I think I know her, and. So the thing is that she either is this girl that I used to work with when I lived in Maryland or she's just someone who looks almost exactly the same. So just for her identity, I'm not going to say her real name. We'll just call her Clara. So I I walk up to her and I was like, well, I'm I'm telling my friends like, dude, I think I know her. I have to go up and at least say something or at least like try to say something. So I walk up and I was like, excuse me, are you Clara? And then she's like kind of like slowly turning around, reluctant to turn around. And and then she looks at me, she just smiles and she points at me and she's like, I know you, I but I can't remember your name. And I was like, yeah, Ash. And she's like, that's right. You're Ash. You're from Iowa. No, she's at Idaho. And I was like, Iowa. And I was, she's like, oh, sorry, I was close. She's like, what are you doing in New York? And I was like, oh, visiting for a friend's birthday. She's like, oh, my God, that's exciting. I'm moving here now. Like, oh, that's exciting for you as well, moving to New York. And at that same time, she was with two friends. Her friends uh, were going to the bathroom, and, like, they were kind of, like, looking back, like, grabbing her, trying to, like, pull her away, which, hey, that's fine. I understand. Like, that's what that's what girls do at the club when uh, when guys come up to talk to them. They kind of just, like, separate them because they don't know. Sometimes their friends are uncomfortable. And then she looks at her friends and she's like, no, 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 it's okay. I know him. And it's like, wow, that's how you know that it's uh, getting pretty serious. <laughs> Just kidding. But no, I told her why I was visiting New York, introduced her to my friends. She was friendly to all of them, told her about the occasion. She wished my friend a happy birthday. And that was very exciting to see. Anyways, a few minutes go by. We're just chitting, chitting the chat, you know, just bantering a little bit. Her friends come back and they basically laughed at themselves for assuming that I was just some random kind of talk to them. And I was like, oh, no, it's OK. I understand. It's no big deal. But, you know, they were back now. As I said, they're a few feet away from my friends. I'm not trying to be separate from them. I'm not trying to ruin their girls night out or whatever's going on. So I, I basically just said, like, hey, have a good night. I'm going to go back over with my friends. And as I was walking away from them, a different girl who was standing nearby comes up to me. And she says, did you really just walk up to her and ask her if her name was Clara and use that as a pickup line? And I was like, no, it wasn't a pickup line. We know each other. And she was like, oh, felt <laughs> she looked like she knew, realized that she was kind of stupid for guessing that. And then she just walked away. But I do want to talk about pickup lines for a second because the one guy that I was talking about who we hung out with the night before, there was a pickup line that he goes to that I just learned about this this weekend, and it's very interesting. So here's what his pickup line is. He says, he walks up to girls. And it, like this is in a club setting, by the way. He, say, he asks, do you have a boyfriend? Do you find me attractive? Do you want to make out? I'm sitting here hearing about this, and I'm thinking, God damn, this is direct as fuck. 
And he says, it's direct as fuck, but it honestly works a decent amount of the time. And I'm like, it just seems crazy how that works. But I mean, at the same time, it does avoid all the BS talk, all the banter. You don't have to talk about nonsense, work into it. You work work your way from touching, uh, talking into touching, into dancing or making out or whatever. This just, boom, snap of a finger right into it. Three quick questions. Boom, boom, boom. But the thing about this pickup line that he was talking about is that it actually does have, have some stipulations that it requires. So the first being that it, it, of course, has to be in a loud club setting. So this obviously is not going to work if you're in a chill place, like if we were at Gitano on Governor's Island or just like a chill sit-down bar. This has to be in a club because like it's loud. You can't really talk to people in there without like yelling in their ear. And so you, you just got to come up, boom, 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 get it over with and see, see, if it, see if you're with it or not. And then the other thing that probably goes without saying is that you have to at least be somewhat attractive in order to get away with this. So the thing is that like if you're if you're not attractive or like or if you if they say they don't have a boyfriend but they're not attracted to you, it basically just gets you out within the first two questions. So it's a quick denial which at least a quick denial is better than a being let on. But it yeah, if they don't find you attractive, you're not going to make it past those first two questions. If you have a boyfriend, do you find me attractive? Do you want to make out? And he was telling us about this before going out. And I was thinking, I'm very open to trying this when I go out. But something about just running into that former coworker with of mine, it just really threw me off at the time. And, and by the time that I walked away from, uh, from the group of girls and was coming back to my friends, everybody was fucking hammered. Everybody was getting split up. I didn't even realize that some of the people left, but my friend that I'm staying with actually went back to that same place from the night before, La Caverna. So I was trying to talk the rest of the guys into going back to La Caverna with us as well. And they were saying that they're just going to go home because it's actually out of their way to go to that bar. But I'm staying on his couch, so I have no option but to go back there and meet up with him. So... I, I Uber there. It takes me about 20 minutes. It would have taken me the same amount of time to take the subway. I'm not going to take the subway by myself at night and risk getting mugged or getting lost in the city. I don't want to mess around with that, so I just get the Uber. I swear to God, New York drivers are comparably just as bad as Florida drivers. Them just, the way they move around the corners, cut each other off, constantly just honking just for the hell of it. It's it's atrocious. But we, I eventually do get there, and... I'm trying to walk inside the bar to get my friends. The bouncers aren't letting me in. They're telling me that because I'm a single guy just by myself that they can't let me in. And I was like, okay, um, whatever. I'm, I'm not being a dick about it, but that's a stupid fucking rule. He's like, got to be in a group. He's like, do you have people here? And I was like, yeah, my, my friends are in there right now. And he's like, okay, well, can you call them and tell them to come get you? And I'm like, dude, I, I can try. So I try to text my friend have him come up and, and get me. And I think the bouncer just feels bad also because like I was nice to him too. He's like, yeah, you, you, dude, you can just go and it's fine. And like, oh, well, thanks a lot. I do appreciate it, but out of pity, just because you're not, can't let me in. There's a single guy. What the fuck? That's crazy. But yeah, I try to text my friend to come up. Nothing happens. So I, I go walk down into that cave. I do a lap around the bar, try and try and look for my boy. It's pretty close to being dead in there and he's 
nowhere to be found. Turns out after texting with him, he's actually across the street getting pizza. So I'm thinking, okay, well, why the fuck did I just waste all this time coming in here? So I'm about to try and make my way for the exit. As I'm making my way for the exit, this chick comes up and she wasn't just like any chick. She was, she was a big girl. Okay. Big, not super good looking. She's just like, she kind of like grabs my hips and tries to like dance on me. And I'm just like trying to like move around it. And she's like just moving in the same directions that I'm going, like not letting me around her. And then her friends come up and they stand on each of my sides. So it's like, I can't even move and I'm trapped there. And this whole situation from like the shitty driver getting left at the slate club, being the only one in here, this whole situation just has me in a bad mood. And then also just being trapped in that situation really fucking pissed me off. Like I'm not trying to hate on fat chicks here, but that is legitimately unacceptable trapping somebody like that. That's why it's not cool to hit on somebody in an elevator. Um, That's why I personally don't like, uh, trying to do relationships with people that you work with because it's it's not like if it fails, you're not going to see them around. It's like people have to quit their jobs if it gets awkward or something like that. I just, I do not like trapping people or making people feel like they're trapped, hitting on them when they're at work. And so the thing is that like if a group of guys did this in a bar or a nightclub to a single girl, that would be a completely different story. They'd probably get kicked out of the bar for harassment. They maybe even would get arrested for assault. Like, honestly, if, if she wanted to, she could milk that to the cops and find some way to get these guys in custody at least just for a few minutes. But I, it's one of those things that women can do it and I guess they can get away with it, but it's that's just, that's honestly just unacceptable. Like, you can't just trap somebody like that. That's not That's not how you get somebody attracted to you. You just have to be be attractive, first of all, and second of all, work some game. But, I mean, what? anyways, I just gave her a dead look in the eyes. It just shook my head like, no, I'm not interested. Don't do it. And I was also doing like that cutoff motion with my hand towards my neck. And she was like, I think she finally understood it, that I'm telling her to please fuck off. And that I'm just simply not in the mood for this. And you're not attractive. And then I ran upstairs, got the fuck out of there. And I see my friend crossing the street coming back here. And I'm like, dude, let's just please go home. And he's like, dude, why are you mad? And he's like, calm down. I'm like, dude, I'm not uncalm right now, but we, we should just leave, please. And he's like, all right, we'll go home. And then the entire walk back to home, not a word was exchanged between us. We just kind of just went, went straight back. Went straight to bed. And then because we had a long night then as well, woke up, pretty much went straight to the airport. And then after being on such a bender, two weekends in a row, my flight back was annoying too. I was sitting next to a lady who had a baby with her. So it's, it's annoying enough sitting next to a baby on a plane. Like, I mean, sitting next to a baby could arguably be worse than sitting next to a fat person on a plane. But this lady had a baby who kept kicking me or or grabbing me if it was sitting up. So and something also smelled bad too. So I'm pretty sure the kid might have shit itself or something. But she she wasn't even holding the kid when when she was flying. It's not like she had like a little like strap on thing 
on her chest that the kid was in. Her kid was just lying sideways across her across her waist. So I'm pretty sure that like the kid's head was like hitting the lady in the in the aisle, and then the legs were kicking me in the window seat. I was I was so encroached on during that flight by this fucking kid, and it was just so annoying. I mean, honestly, and this kid was like getting big too. Like, I think the kid was like still like whining, still maybe couldn't talk. But the size of this kid, it's pushing the limit of when they probably could just get their own seat. In all honesty, but I mean, why would why would this chick spend the extra money to get a, another seat? That's way too convenient for everybody around you. Why not just have the kid sit across, not even on your lap, but across your lap when it can kick and grab the people next to you and annoy them? That's just, I don't know, the, the audacity of some people. And she never apologized to me as well. The only thing she apologized to me for was when I was trying to get in the seat and she had toys in the seat and she had to pick them up so that I could sit down. But she didn't apologize for her kid smelling like shit. She didn't apologize for her kid grabbing me. She didn't apologize for her kid kicking me. What the fuck? I, I, I give up. I'm really hoping that next week when I fly to Dallas for podcast movements that I have a way better flight than that. I mean, I'm taking Southwest to Dallas, but I mean, just based on how it was going this weekend, I should have taken JetBlue. That maybe just would, would have just set me right, set up that week for success in Dallas. But I don't know. More on that next time. And the next time that you hear me might even be when I'm in Dallas with some other podcasters. That podcast movement, networking, learning stuff, and ultimately just doing what we can to pay our own dues. Ladies and gentlemen, bros and hoes, all you doers out there, if you made it to the end of this episode, I just want you to know that I appreciate you and also hit that subscribe button if you are new here and also consider paying your own dues for exclusive access to that visual podcast, onlyfans.com slash pay your dues. As I was saying, you can sometimes get exclusive access to early access to the podcast on the OnlyFans. So make sure to subscribe and never miss that early access. And always remember, as usual, to pay your dues and pound your bruise. Take it easy, boys.